All right. It's Good Friday, and the Theology Mutts are back. Yes, we are. So, um, as we talked about what we're going to talk about in this podcast, uh, the issue came up that everything that happens on Friday in the Jesus account of this week uh, is a lot. And yes. this uh, podcast would be like an hour long. Um, right. Which we, 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 like, we like kind of giving them to you in like 20 to 30 minute chunks. And really, 30 is a long time to listen to us talk, we realize. Um, so... We are not going to be doing the full-on account of what happened on Good Friday, because honestly, too, uh, we have a Good Friday service coming up, but also, like, there are other Good Friday services to tune into. Um, you know, most churches now have gotten their, their act together, and they are uh, live-streaming or doing YouTube videos or whatever. So there's ample opportunity to kind of interact with uh, what happens all across on Good Friday. Um, so we're really going to focus on kind of the lead-up and the things that happen uh, leading up to the crucifixion, um, as we talked today. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to lead up to it, and then if you want to talk about the death of Jesus on the cross, there is a bunch of Good Friday resources. To be fair, if you go on YouTube and just search Good Friday, I'm sure you'll find lots of good stuff. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, to be to be fair, uh, the youth did an awesome like pantomime uh, like play. They what did. was that, two years ago? When it was, I think that's on our Facebook somewhere, too. So, you know, that might be worth revisiting, too, if you want to kind of see a dramatized version of it. Or awesome. uh, crack open your Bible and go to the end-ish of any of the Gospels, and you will find it there also. That's right. Jump into Luke <laughs> so. chapter 23, 20, yep, 23. Um, end of John, I think it starts there in 20, no, not 20. Let me see. 19. So there you go. Luke 23 or John yeah. 19, pick one. It's in Matthew 2, so go find it there. Uh, but yep. we, Mark, it's in the album. <laughs> yes, so we are going to find, we are going to do everything on Friday before the cross, and there is a lot that happens before the cross. There is a lot, and, yes. And I don't um, think most people realize, like, just how much happens between well, the kiss from Judas and Jesus is hanging on a cross. There's so much in the middle. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like we didn't even realize as we were talking through this, and then we were like, wait a minute, this conversation's taking a long time. Uh, it's also going to take a long time to record it. <laughs> right. So, you know, there is, there is so much that happens, and I think where we left off on Thursday, uh, basically Judas had just kissed Jesus. Yes. Um, and we hadn't really gotten into any of the, the pandemonium that ensues even there in the garden, you know? Because... Um, <laughs> The, like the guys come forward to see Jesus, and uh, one of the one of the gospels says one of the disciples, and another one just calls him straight out and says Peter. Uh, <laughs> yep. Peter calls out his sword and he cuts off a dude's ear. Uh, I preached I preached a sermon on this uh, several weeks ago now, um, but about you know Jesus. He actually told his disciples to have swords and and whatnot. But the fact that Peter cuts off a dude's ear has to be either, like, the most skillful or the most unskillful stroke ever. <laughs> yes. Like, he was either really super aiming for that guy's ear, or he was really just trying to kill him, and he missed entirely, you know? Um, but either way, uh, but Jesus obviously put the guy's ear back on, um, kind of like, like the ultimate act before the ultimate act of loving your enemies, you know? Yep. Um, healing the guy who's trying to arrest you. 
but it doesn't help, and they're anyway, and they drag him off to the Sanhedrin. Yes, so they drag him off, and essentially, this starts like a super long process of trials, um, which, I mean, if we're being honest, really the trials are put on by the religious people, um, who are trying to get the civil authorities to do their dirty work, um, because it's, at some point, like they actually just say they're like like Pilate, I think it is 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 he says, well, why don't you just handle this? And they said, well, we're not allowed to kill anybody. <laughs> and so they're it's almost like it's almost like they're trying to hire a hitman. You know what I mean? They're like, well, I yeah. can't kill someone because yeah. God will be angry at me. But if you kill him, then it won't be my fault. If I get some, if I get somebody else to kill him for me, it'll be fine. God won't care. That's right. That's right. Because that's how that works. Yeah, you know. We, we were kind of talking about this while we were talking about what we want to talk about. Uh, how's that for a sentence? Um, <laughs> but we were, we were kind of talking about this for a minute there, but like, man, these are like the religious guys of the time, right? These are like, like the pastors and the elders and like preachers and teachers of the time. Um, <laughs> like it's, it's hard to not compare them to like a lot of the religious people of our time, you know? Uh, I think you mentioned this as we were having our conversation before recording, but just like the parallels between like, well, we, we don't want to look bad, so we're going to get somebody else to do it for us, right? Like we're going to get the government to, to sign off on these things that we don't want to have to like force people to do because we don't want to look bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we are attacking, we're attacking what Jesus might actually want us to do because we uh, don't want to have to deal with it or we were afraid of it, or we're intimidated by it, or whatever. Um, just a, I don't know. It's just a, an interesting bit of commentary to kind of compare what was, right? Like, what, what they were doing, and kind of what is now, to It's a little bit sobering to, to think, like, wow, that still happens, you know? Right. Um, in, in, in people who are supposed to be changed and redeemed. <laughs> right. So, anyway, just a sidebar. Yeah. Yeah, so... So what they do is essentially they the the civil authorities play this little game of toss around, right? Because because he he starts, if I remember correctly, he starts with Caiaphas, who right, who is the high priest? Yep, and and so they're questioning him, and Caiaphas is like, "Well, we need to do something about this." So they send him to Pilate, and so Pilate asks a bunch of questions: "Are you the king of the Jews?" and uh, and Pilate essentially ends at the end. And he says, I have no legal basis to do anything with this guy. And right. <laughs> so, but they objective strenuously is what it says. Um, and so, so, the, so Pilate says, well, tell me more about this guy. And it comes out that Jesus is from Galilee. So he's like, Oh, he's a Galilean. Good. He's not in my district. I'll send him to Herod. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so he sends him to Herod and Herod, funny enough, it says Herod was pretty glad to see Jesus. He's like, I've been wanting to see this guy for a while. Great. And uh, yeah. Jesus, I want to meet this guy. <laughs> yeah, and so here's a great part. Jesus, it says uh, Jesus would not respond to him. Like it was, it it. The yeah. story reminds me of like Marshawn Lynch doing an interview. You know where he's like, where he just won't speak because he doesn't care. Like he doesn't. He's like, this is not. <laughs> I don't want to be here. I'm not going to answer you. And uh, right. So Herod well, gets and, upset. And if I remember right. Herod asks him for miracles, doesn't he? He does. Doesn't does yes. he ask him to do a miracle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jesus refuses. Yeah. So, and, so Harry I mean, dresses without, him up all nice. Without, so, 
Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say Herod dresses them up all nice and then sends them back. He's and and weirdly enough, it says that Pilate and Herod became friends with each other that day. Before that, they'd been enemies. <laughs> so like they're bonding like, over this idea of like I don't know what to do with this guy. <laughs> right, right, right. Jesus bringing people together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So. Um, so he goes from so, Caiaphas to Pilate to Herod, and then now he's back to Pilate again. Right. And to put this in perspective, I, I don't remember where I saw this, but they think, based on like where things are archaeologically in the old city of Jerusalem and this, that, and the other, um, they think that all of these people were on like opposite ends of the city from each other. So Jesus was literally being dragged like back and forth and back and forth all across the city. And Jerusalem is not like a small city. You know, mm-hmm. it would have been like like several miles walk probably from one to the other to the other to the other. So he's been up and walking and being questioned all night long. Um, and I don't know about you, but like there's a reason that the youth group doesn't do all nighters ever, uh, and that's because <laughs> Joel Foreman cannot stay awake for that long. Uh, he, his body won't let him. It kind of rebels a little bit, and so I, I just. The fact that, that Jesus has been up all night long and walking back and forth and, and is exhausted, um, yeah, I don't know, I feel like it just kind of lends a little bit of perspective to what comes next, you know? It does, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because essentially, I mean, what comes next is Pilate gets him back, and he basically hears that Herod didn't have anything wrong with him, so he sent him back. And he's like, well, he says, I don't have any issues here, neither did Herod, um, so I'm going to have him whipped and just let him go. Like, it's <laughs> like... And, right. and that's when kind of this like mob mentality takes on and um, they're like, no, no, give us Barabbas instead. This guy who's inciting riots and murders and all this stuff, like give us that guy instead. We'd rather have him. And, and they shout, they shout, it says they kept shouting out, crucify him, crucify him. And every time I read that, I think of the movie uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Um, and I think of that scene where they're accusing that lady of being a witch and, oh, yeah. and the one guy is just like, burn her! And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, burn her, yeah, yeah! Like, like that's what it feels like here. There's like yeah. three people who don't yeah, like yeah. Jesus, and everyone else is just some people in the crowd who are like, oh, we can crucify a guy? Let's do that! Yeah, yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Mob mentality is crazy, just, you know, without getting into that at all. Just that. Mob mentality is crazy. Yeah. Um, so Toilet paper... Sales recently, anyone? Uh, but anyway, so, anyways, so yeah, no, they, yeah. So Pilate keeps trying to get rid of him. Essentially, he's like, he's like, why do you want to crucify this guy? Like, I, I, I don't know what he's done. Like, I, I can't find any reason for this. Like, I, <laughs> and right. I feel almost bad for him here because there is this like mom mentality, and and at one point, I feel like the religious crowd really kind of like puts him in a corner. Because they're like, well, he claimed to be the king, and he can't be the king because that would make the emperor mad. Don't you like the emperor? <laughs> yeah. It, doesn't, it says, like, uh, doesn't it say anybody who, who claims to be king is no friend of Caesar's? Yeah, yeah. And they're basically like, aren't you? You can kind of picture him, like, like, looking at him out of one eye, like, aren't you a friend of Caesar? You yeah. know? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm a friend of Caesar. Totally, totally a friend of Caesar. Don't tell Caesar I'm not a friend of Caesar because I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, and so whoa. it's such a like backdoor route to get what they want. Like, right? He's like, there's, well, there's interesting. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say it, it just it. It's like they were admitting defeat here because they're like, well, we couldn't get him to do it by like honest means of him just saying he'll do it. 
So we're going to find this way around the rules and be like, well, if you want to save your own skin, you better just let him let us do what we want with him. Right, right, right. There's interesting things here too because, like, Pilot's wife uh, had had been plagued with bad dreams mm-hmm. recently, right? Um, and they were, if I remember right, I don't know what they were about. I don't know what they were about or if we were even told. But she basically tells Pilot, like, "Oh, that's Jesus. Don't have anything to do with that guy." Right. <laughs> you know, and and so. We, that that kind of adds into and gives a little bit of color to this story, too. But then, of course, eventually, he basically, you know, he, he kind of just had it, you know, I think. And, and he washes his hands. He actually literally symbolically washes his hands. Um, he says, I'm I'm done. Like, I, I'm done with this guy. I wash my hands uh, in, in the sight of all these people. Uh, his blood is on you, right? And the the mob responds with something that is just so chilling. Right, and it, it sends shivers down my spine. As we were talking about this, I mentioned for two different reasons. One is uh, one reason is that I don't think that the people, well, the people don't realize what they what they're saying. Right, they don't realize what they've done um, and what they're doing. But they also don't realize like the depth and the even the beauty of what they're saying. Right, because Pilate says, uh, "Let his blood be on you." Right, and the mob responds with, Let's "Let his blood be on us." And on our children, right? And it's chilling because it's like, man, you want the like you are welcoming the blood of a murder onto your children. Right. Like how how awful is that, right? That is that is so vile and evil and and terrible, right? Like to welcome to welcome innocent blood from a murder onto your children. That is just awful, right? But but then from a different standpoint, it's like it's like let his blood be on us and on our children, right? And they don't realize that it is, right? That the blood of Christ, for, for those who believe in him and follow him and trust him, like the blood of Christ is on you. It does cover you. It, it does save you, right, by covering you. And so just this really interesting metaphor that this mob, speaking as a mob, like this, this, these people who have effectively lost their minds, you know, but this 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 deep theological truth that this mob puts forth about Jesus, you know, right? It's just incredible. It's like it's like, yeah, yeah. His blood is on you. <laughs> it's on me too. Thank goodness. That's you right. Know? Praise God. Like, hallelujah. Yeah. 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 Um. So then, of course, uh, he gets he gets dragged out. Barabbas gets released, and he gets dragged out. Uh, and they put the cross on his back. Um, and he's carrying it toward toward Golgotha, uh, and again he's been up all night, and he's been he's been mm-hmm. whipped, and he's yeah whipped and beaten and bleeding profusely, um, and so obviously he he can't like handle it, he can't take it, his body can't take it, and so he he collapses, and they grab a guy named Simon, not Peter, um, but Simon. Oh, we should also mention too that all the disciples, like way back at the beginning of this story, they all scattered. Uh, they all disappeared. Oh, we also forgot. You know what? Come on a minute. Let us backtrack for a second <laughs> because we also we, we we forgot we forgot one very 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 important detail of the story, which is Peter. Um, we like, like we completely neglected that part of the story. Uh, Jesus is on trial, and Peter he he scatters in the garden, but then he kind of like follows along behind this crowd that's taking Jesus away, um, and and. Uh, 
well, we, we need to backtrack even further. Man, Chad, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> we, need back, we need to backtrack even further because because Peter earlier at, at the Last Supper said, Jesus will never betray you. And Jesus says, hey, uh, you don't know before, before the rooster crows three times tomorrow morning, you're going to betray me three times. Um, and so, or before the rooster crows twice tomorrow morning, you're going to betray me three times. And so Peter kind of follows along behind and and he he gets questioned right in the courtyard and, and, and three different people ask him if he's one of Jesus' followers and he denies it and he says, I don't even know the guy. And then of course the rooster crows twice and, and Peter realizes what he's done. Um which is betray Jesus, just like all the other disciples did. Yep. Um so anyway, back where we were, uh they have a guy named Simon, they just kinda of pluck him out of the crowd and they, they make him carry Jesus across to Calvary. Um and that's kind of, I think, where we're going to leave you. Uh, not, not a great place to leave you, um, but that's where we're going to kind of choose to stop for the day, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I would add to that is that um, this Simon, it, all it says in in Luke is that he was a man from Cyrene. That's all it says about him. Um, uh-huh. that he was coming in from the countryside. And uh, and I think you're right. Like they, It almost feels like they just kind of point him out. They're like, Jesus needs help carrying yeah. across. That guy looks strong. We'll pick him. Like, <laughs> and what's interesting is, um, I remember from my church history class that that this guy is sometimes, and it's not like a hundred percent. You know, we can't prove it, but this Simon of Cyrene is often identified with with a Christian bishop later in the church. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, so whether that's valid or not, I I I do not remember. I'd have to do my research in my Christian history class, but um, it's been a little yeah. while. Uh, so. Um, but that I do remember that because I remember that being really interesting, um, that this guy who carried the cross is that he, that even just this experience with Jesus carrying the cross would be, you know, transformational in his life. I, you have to think it would be, I mean, it certainly was well, later, the criminals on the cross. I mean, it, it's a transformational yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And later too, if I remember, um, doesn't he also come and help Joseph of Arimathea take Jesus' body down off the cross? Is that the um, same guy? Possibly. Let me see. I'm sorry, I keep asking you, in these, because I'm not sitting there with you, uh, <laughs> I, I keep asking you all these questions, and I keep making you flip through your Bible to find them. Um, but, yeah. Well, there's nothing in I the Luke account about that. I um, thought it was. I thought it was Joseph of Arimathea and Simon from Cyrene that coming at the body. Maybe not, but I thought it was. Um, I don't see... in. It, John adds that uh, that Nicodemus was there, and that Nicodemus. Oh, Nicodemus! That's right. That's right. That's he right. brought the the that's myrrh right. and aloe. Yes. Yep. Not Simon. Nicodemus. Yep. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yep. Anyways, though, uh, that's plenty to chew on. I think. Yes. Um, and again, there are thousands, I'm sure, of of ways to interact with with the, the rest of the story of Good Friday. Um, we have some of those available for you uh, if if you would like to use ours um, or YouTube or read it for yourself or watch somebody else's live stream or what have you. Um, but make sure that you are interacting with it because this is an important time of year for us as believers, uh, and it is it is an important thing to to commemorate it. I think. Yeah, and if you're listening and you don't know anything about this Jesus guy, um, reach out to us. <laughs> 
Yeah, we'll be more than happy to walk you through walk you through the Gospels and tell you about Jesus. Um, so you can find our, our website, MarkleUMC.com. Um, or as Joel said, you can find us on Facebook. We have Good Friday service tonight at 7 o'clock. And uh, that's on Facebook and on YouTube. So you can catch that tonight as well. And uh, otherwise, uh, get a hold of us if you want to know about Jesus. And we'll lead you through. Yes, sir. So, all right, we will see you for one last podcast for this week tomorrow. See you later.